opinions. Everybody's got one. You know the rest. The trick is finding one that's actually backed up by expert analysis and accurate information. The word is trust. And we've got plenty of it to go around. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Network. A new week begins right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I'm your host, Ben Stevens, with you until noon Eastern time on this Monday to set you up for a profitable week and to make you a better sports better. That's what we do here on the grid. We give you the edge at all times. Throughout the next three hours, we will recap NFL week number 12 and the Sunday slate, looking back at some great action and how it sets things up now, entering the final month of the regular season. Playoff pictures and everything involved on the AFC and NFC sides in the National Football League. Also, we enter conference championship weekend across the collegiate football landscape in some huge head coaching news yesterday. Yes, Lincoln Riley heading out west where I am one final time in Sports Grid's West Coast studios before heading back east. We set you up for Monday Night Football, some injury analysis to set the table the rest of the way here in the NFL. And joining me right now in this opening hour of the morning after on this Monday to make the morning after the early after, it is Donnie Rideside, Donnie Seymour, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning right before us here on TMA, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time alongside Kevin Walsh as well. Donnie, welcome to the show on this Monday. I hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend. I, I certainly did outside of the Philadelphia Eagles getting pasted by the New York Giants. It was fantastic. Love coming on the show here, Ben, with you to talk some armchair quarterback on a Monday. Excited to be here. Donnie, we will look back on those Eagles falling to the Giants yesterday in MetLife, blowing what I believe was a pretty good opportunity to be even more in the hunt for an NFC wildcard spot. We'll talk about that here coming up in just a little bit. But let's start with Sunday Night Football, an AFC North battle that truly lived up to the hype, or at least the lack thereof. An ugly game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns last night in the Queen City. The Ravens win 16 to 10. Baltimore covers as a three point home favorite. The over under total of 47 never even got close. It was a Big Ten football game in Baltimore, Maryland last night, Donnie. Yeah, it was a brutal game overall to watch if you like offense here, but credit the Baltimore Ravens when your quarterback on Lamar Jackson, who is an MVP candidate, doesn't play like an MVP, but you're still able to win and also get the almighty cover. That's really all you can ask for. As now, if the season ended today, Ben. You know, is that top seed in the AFC? Yep, you guessed it. Those Baltimore Ravens, so tough to beat at home. Even when they play bad, still hard to go in and pick up a victory. I want to say good win by the Ravens, bad loss by the Browns. But it is a win for mm. the Ravens. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens now 8-3 and three straight up. And Donnie mentioned it. They do have a half-game advantage as the top seed in the AFC Conference. Baltimore also 5-1 and one straight up at home this year. And Donnie, they had really struggled, the Ravens had, as favorites so far this season. Just 2-6 and six ATS entering last night. A three-point favorite at home on Sunday Night Football. They beat the Browns by 6. They cover that margin. Now 3-6 and six against the number when booked as a favorite this year. Six turnovers total in this game between the two teams. Lamar Jackson coming off that non-COVID related illness did look a little bit rusty. Four interceptions last night. 
for the Baltimore Ravens, but still able to prevail. So, Donnie, we just talked about it. Eight and three right now straight up for the Baltimore Ravens. If the season ended today, the top seed in the AFC. But, Donnie, the offense has been looking a little stagnant as of late. 17 points or less in four of the last five for Baltimore. They've only averaged 14 points per game in the last three weeks as we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here to the opening hour of the morning after on this Monday morning. It's Sirius XM, Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. I am Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside for the first hour of the morning after right here on the grid. Donnie, talking about the offensive struggles of the Baltimore Ravens really the last month or so, the top seed right now in the AFC overall, also the betting favorites, the heavy odds on favorites to win the AFC North right now, minus 200 is Baltimore as the favorite in that divisional marketplace on the FanDuel Sportsbook, minus 150 entering last night. 50 cents of movement in their favor, now minus 200. What are your thoughts on Baltimore the rest of the way? Do you think of them as a legitimate contender in the AFC? I still think they're a legitimate contender in the AFC because they're usually a regular season bully, Ben. And even last night, they didn't look so good, but still won 16-10. And yes, they still sit on top of the AFC. I think there's a legitimate chance they can also win the division because I guess now the push really is going to come from the Cincinnati Bengals. would have thought that once the season opened up. But overall, Lamar Jackson should be able to get it together. Maybe a little bit of rust. I like the fact that their young wide receivers are now getting healthy and on the field at the same time. Just got to grind out that running game here. And as long as Lamar Jackson improves throughout the rest of the season and stays healthy, they'll be a pretty good team to watch out for. Yeah, Donnie, the Browns struggled mightily offensively on the other side as well. Just 262 yards of total offense. Baker Mayfield looks incredibly banged up. They have injury issues across the board. This is not the Cleveland Browns team we all we had all hoped for and expected certainly early on in this season. Like I mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens minus 200 now as the favorites to win the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals, thanks to a win that we'll discuss in just a couple of moments after the break over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now the second shortest odds in that division at plus 230. The Cleveland Browns are struggling. The market moving way against them right now. 9-1 to plus 900. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, 36-1. to The longest odds to win the AFC North on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Pittsburgh was 10-1 to entering this weekend. The Bengals were plus 400 entering the weekend, as were the Cleveland Browns. Since the getting shorter, Cleveland's odds getting longer. We'll discuss how that all looks in the AFC playoff picture, including those two teams from the AFC North we just mentioned, the Bengals and the Steelers, on the other side of the break. The morning after just getting underway here on the grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome. 
Welcome back to a Monday morning edition of the Morning After right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside for this opening hour, which transforms the morning after into the early after right here on the grid. Recapping week 12 of the Sunday slate of the National Football League. Sunday night football in AFC North matchup. The Baltimore Ravens covering as a three-point favorite, winning 16-10 to at home over the Cleveland Browns. But it was also another divisional duel within the AFC North. No love lost between two sides, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the first time, Donnie, in over three and a half decades, the Cincinnati Bengals have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers three consecutive times. A season sweep this year in 2021 in the NFL campaign for the Bengals over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And since he making a statement yesterday, 40 one to ten against Pittsburgh, easily covering as a three and a half point favorite. The total of forty five or forty three and a half, rather, since he almost went over that by themselves. Donnie right side yesterday. The Cincinnati Bengals making some moves in that AFC North, as we were just discussing in that AFC North divisional marketplace on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, Joe Burrow in the post-game press conference sat up there and said basically, hey, you know what? This is right where we expected to be here at 7-4, and four, and everything is still in our way to, so we can accomplish our dreams here, win a division championship, maybe headed to the playoffs and do some damage. And this is great because Cincinnati before the season, you're probably saying, ah, Pittsburgh probably going to rebound here, but whoa, Cleveland, everybody's darling here, and then still the Baltimore Ravens. This team has every opportunity to step into the spotlight and do damage and win this division. You take a look at the game yesterday, and 41-10, Ben, doesn't even do it just justice here. It seemed like it was so much worse than that. You know, Joe Burrow, 20 of 24 for 191 touchdown through the air, one also on the ground. But I don't know if anybody was watching this game, or even if you're just watching the red zone here. Every time that popped up, Joe Mixon was doing something exceptional out there. 28 carries for a buck 65, 5.9 yards per carry and two touchdowns here. The best part about this game, too, was, hey, 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 Pittsburgh didn't play good on defense last week, but the offense looked good. Where did they get T.J. Watt back? Minka Fitzpatrick is back. That didn't matter at all. So now you turn to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben, at 5-5. Five and five. What's down the path road for them? Playoffs? Probably not. Big Ben retiring in the offseason? Probably so. This is a big-time shift in here in the AFC North of saying, hey, you know what? The Cincinnati Bengals look like they're here to stay, and the Pittsburgh Steelers just treading water at this point, Ben. Yeah, Donnie, when you see Sunday night football and the Baltimore Ravens improving to 5-1 and one straight up at home this year, taking advantage of that home field right now, and that's why they are minus 200 to win the AFC North. And then you see the Bengals blast the Steelers yesterday, winning 41-10, to 10, plus 230 now in the AFC North, moving up from plus 400, entering the Sunday slate. That really shows the promise of Cincinnati, who was also minus 116 to make the playoffs before this week got underway. Those were the eighth best best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but which if you correlate it to the seven teams that make the AFC postseason picture, even though since he was in minus money, they would still be on the outside looking in. I think based on yesterday's performance, since he's odds probably getting better to make the postseason. And when you look at what the Bengals have done this year in their four games against the AFC North so far, three and one against the spread, covering by almost double digits, 11.9 points per game for the Bengals this year. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been really good as an underdog, a three and a half point underdog on the road yesterday, but just the second time all year, they have not covered as a dog, four and two ATS so far for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's why you see Pittsburgh with the longest odds to win the AFC North right now, plus 3,600. And the Bengals, the second shortest odds to win this division, 
plus 230. The Ravens will ultimately probably win the AFC North, but the Bengals have a great shot of being an AFC wildcard team right now where the Pittsburgh Steelers were also trying to position themselves, but they were plus 270, Donnie, entering the weekend. Those odds probably much, much longer after yesterday's blowout loss on the road in Cincinnati. So the Bengals with a great win yesterday, positioning themselves in an AFC wildcard spot, no doubt. A team that does not have sights just on the AFC wildcard, but maybe winning the AFC East, the hottest team in all of football, I know. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are starting to look like a very, very reasonable contender for the AFC Conference crown. New England now has won six straight games. They beat the Tennessee Titans yesterday 36-13. to The Patriots, Donnie, have not only just won six straight, they have also covered in six straight. Five of those six games as a favorite, which they were yesterday. The line opened at six in New England's favor, worked all the way up to seven and a half, and the Pats still easily covering against the Titans yesterday. Yeah, it was a few short weeks ago where I was looking at the Titans going, hey, you look at all these wins against the high-level teams in the AFC. They're going to rack up these tiebreakers if they can just hold on. They'll probably end up being the top overall seed in the AFC. Then now we look at the Tennessee Titans at 8-4 and in that log jam for the top seven seeds here in the AFC. There's a really good chance in a few weeks we won't even be talking about the Tennessee Titans, not only as the number one seed, but not even making the playoffs. And what did you expect yesterday? Ryan Tannehill coming to town to play a hot team in the Patriots without his two top wide receivers. The number one overall running back in the game has been out now for a couple weeks in King Henry. They get blasted 36-13. to They're actually in this game for a good portion of it, Ben, but a lot of turnovers seem to turn the tide here against the Titans. But you're looking at the New England Patriots now also, taking it from their perspective. They have a huge game with the Bills on deck here, but also three straight games, man. Take a look at this. Are the are they as really as good as we think they are at this 8-4 and four number? You're going to play the Buffalo Bills twice and the Colts once. Two of those three games, Ben, are going to be on the road. We'll find out exactly what Mac Jones is made of coming up in the next couple weeks, but right now, sitting on top, if they can beat the Buffalo Bills this weekend, watch out. You're taking a look at, you know, Rookie of the Year statistics here. Kevin brought it up on the early line or the uh, early line earlier today. You know, Bill Belichick now being the front runner for for coach of the year, and rightfully so. A rookie quarterback, they're going to lead possibly to a ten or eleven win season, and maybe an NFC, an AFC East title. That's tremendous stuff here. Donnie, any doubts last year that any football fan had about Bill without Tom and maybe he wasn't that great of a head coach have been put to bed. This is a tremendous coaching job with a rookie quarterback and where Bill's focus has always been on the defensive side of the football. The New England Patriots, the best scoring defense in the NFL, allowing less than 16 points per game on average to their opponents. And in the last four weeks, Donnie, have only given up a combined 26 points. A huge, huge reason why the Patriots have won six straight. They have covered in six straight. Now, meanwhile, the Tennessee Titans have lost two straight games. They haven't covered in three straight games. And the offense that only put up 13 points last week against the Texans, the same scoring output this week against the New England Patriots. Tennessee is certainly struggling. And we're seeing that, Donnie, reflected in the odds market to win the AFC Conference Championship. The Kansas City Chiefs on a bye this week. Still the favorites at plus 330. Then you see those Buffalo Bills who took care of business on the road on Thanksgiving night, plus 400, the second shortest odds. The Ravens stay the same at plus 500. But where the movement was, Donnie, the Patriots up to plus 550. Just about a week and a half ago, they were plus 1,200 to win the AFC Conference crown, more thought of as a wildcard team. Right now, they are firmly in the picture to be in contention for a legitimate AFC Conference crown. 
And why not at this point? Like, what you're looking at a rookie quarterback who, as we say late in the season, like a freshman year in college, like he's no longer a freshman. He's played in, you know, 12 or 13 games right now and is battle tested. That's what we're looking back from Mac Jones. And also, this, you know, comes around at the time, Ben, where Mac Jones starting to play better once that offense got healthy. There was a game that they played this year with four of their five offensive linemen not playing. Now everybody's healthy coming into it. And also, take a look at Bill Belichick, a guy that doesn't like to spend money in the offseason, said, you know what? Now's the time to spend money. And it's working wonders here. Patriots, certainly one of the best teams in the NFL. Who'd have thought? And the Patriots plus 110, the second shortest odds to win the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills still the odds on favorites at minus 130 in the AFC South. The Tennessee Titans still a heavy odds on favorite at minus 1200. The Indianapolis Colts plus 700. Yesterday, Donnie, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champs, did something for the first time all year went on the road and covered as a favorite. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Colts 38-31 in a great game in Indianapolis. Tampa was a three-point favorite. They cover for the first time on the road. One and five ATS. The Colts have won four of their last five games. They fall at home, but still Indianapolis, a team to keep an eye on in the AFC wildcard picture. The Bucs, the favorites to win the NFC. We'll look at the NFC side of things on the other side of the break right here on the morning after. Stay with us on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right here on the morning after on Sports Grid Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside for this opening hour. The morning after it is the early after on this Monday morning. Donnie Wrightside, Donnie Seymour, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern, leading into us here on the morning after. Donnie and K-Dubs, old Kevin Walsh, two of the finest in this business. And both of them are great at recapping an NFL Sunday slate for you, and that's what we do for week number 12. Donnie and I had just focused on the AFC. Now time to flip things over to the NFC. A huge matchup yesterday, Donnie, in Lambeau Field, Green Bay, Wisconsin, the Packers, and the Rams. And we saw a line flip completely moving past that number of zero. The Packers opened up as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. By the time we got the kick, Donnie, on Sunday afternoon, it was the Rams, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but it made no difference. The Packers covering both of those numbers, winning outright yesterday, 36-28 to as a a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Donnie, what did you make of the line flip and then the game itself and the performance we saw yesterday in Green Bay? Yeah, just looking at the odds itself during the week, Ben, I mean, anybody would look at that and say, whoa, this is a stone-cold Rams line. You're talking about the Rams who played two back-to-back games and didn't play very well taking losses, then go into the bye week, and we're putting a lot of stock in Sean McVay coming out of the bye week, fixing his issues here. But then you started getting word late in the week, like maybe Matthew Stafford isn't right, Ben, and it makes a lot of sense because their offense the past two weeks has been dismal. But we did say, okay, let's get rested and ready for the game heading into Lambeau, and we should be able to have Odell Beckham for an extra couple weeks here in the playbook and getting ready he actually scored a touchdown yesterday 
But this was a blowout for the Green Bay Packers. And this also, Ben, coming from a team in the Green Bay Packers looking forward to their bye week and had Aaron Rodgers not even practice a single snap last week and comes out and throws 45 times for 307 yards and two touchdowns. The Green Bay Packers are a really good football team, but also I know we'd like to look ahead here. This is massive for playoff seeding because now you play the Rams, you beat the Rams, you hold that tiebreaker over the Rams. And quite frankly, If there's one place that people probably don't want to go play in the NFC playoffs, it's Lambeau. Not because of the crowd, but because it's going to be freezing cold here. If you're a dome team like the Rams, you wanted to win that game so you could try to avoid that if it comes down to take place. But take nothing away from the Green Bay Packers. They look to me like the top seed in the NFC along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I'm really starting to get worried, Ben, about those Los Angeles Rams. Three straight losses, but you know it's perfect for three straight losses. Ah, the Jacksonville Jaguars on deck. <laughs> I don't know, Donnie. The Jags beat the Buffalo Bills That's not true. all that long ago. That's but true. I digress. But you make a great point, Donnie. Even coming off the bye, it was thought the Rams would figure things out. That offense would get back in rhythm. We saw Odell Beckham Jr. actually get involved in the offensive side of things for the Rams yesterday. But it was really the Packers in firm control of that game from what felt like the opening possession. And Matthew Stafford does not look right right now, so hopefully can get a little bit healthy. Aaron Rodgers in that fractured pinky toe now has a week off. He can continue to get better as well. The Green Bay Packers, the best record against the spread in all of the NFL. 10-2 ATS this year. A perfect 4-0 against the number when booked as an underdog as well, Donnie. And you look at the Rams on the other side. They have been booked as a favorite like they were yesterday after that line flip in all but one game this year, just 3-7 ATS as a favorite. They have not covered in five straight games, and they have lost three straight games outright as well. So, Donnie, when you look at the NFC Championship odds right now on FanDuel, the Bucks are still the favorites at plus 280. But then you see the Packers leaping into that second position, tied for the second shortest odds with the Arizona Cardinals, both teams at plus 380. The Cards on a bye this past weekend. The Cowboys at plus 500 despite a loss on Thanksgiving Day. And then the Rams falling down a little bit, plus 550. After the Odell Beckham trade, Donnie, the Rams were really right there. Very close behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for that top spot, or the favorite at least, to win the NFC Conference crowd. Now plus 550, over $2 of movement against them in just two weeks of time. Yeah, and true. And also keep in mind, these last three losses, Ben, they were all placed as a favorite in those games and lost three straight outright there. If you take a look at the NFC Championship standings, I do believe it comes down to a plus 280 price in Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay is home to me, Ben, going to be hard to knock them off. They, you know, Playing in that warmer weather seems to do Tom Brady well as opposed to going on the road. And you take a look at the Green Bay Packers plus 380 and the Arizona Cardinals have the bye week seem to be like that forgotten team. But I just try to look at it like this. You know, Tampa Bay, if they have to go on the road, they haven't played well. Let's keep in mind, They went on the road last year and won big games in the playoffs, then played home for the Super Bowl and won a championship. Going to be fascinating to see how some of these seedings shake out, but I do believe the Green Bay Packers are best served if they are home in Lambeau. If they have to go on the road, we'll see how that works out. The frozen tundra during the postseason, a very difficult place to play inside the friendly confines of Lambeau Field. The Packers minus 4,000 right now. Heavy odds on favorites to win the NFC North. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are still the favorites and beat the Colts on the road yesterday, minus 4,500 to win the NFC South. The best odds of any team in any division right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to claim that divisional title. Speaking of two teams from the NFC West and the NFC North, no, not the Green Bay 
Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams, but the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings, a huge game yesterday, Donnie, for playoff positioning in that wild card race. You are starting to see the in the hunt graphics across every NFL broadcast you will watch. Both of these teams firmly in that picture in the NFC. Yesterday, Donnie, the Vikings falling to the Niners on the road in Santa Clara, California, 34 to 26. Why this was so important, both teams entered this weekend with pretty good odds to make the NFC postseason. The Vikings minus 110 on both the yes and the no to make the playoffs. The Niners plus 100, even money to make the postseason. The Niners now win their third straight game, Donnie, very much trending in the right direction there up in the Bay Area. Yeah, San Francisco getting back to their identity under Kyle Shanahan. That's running the football and doing it efficiently here. 39 carries for 208 yards, three touchdowns, good for 5.3 yards per carry. But also looking at this game as we try to, you know, say, hey, who's going to be able to get to the NFC playoffs? Some big wins by the 49ers, but also in this game overall, some big losses to both teams here. Debo Samuel yeah. leaves the game here with tightness in his groin, going to get an MRI this morning. He is that Swiss Army knife, one of the best players in football. That would be devastating to lose. Him, but also keep in mind, Ben, also on the Viking side of things, you saw a crushing hit to the shoulder of Dalvin Cook. He's also getting an MRI for a separated shoulder. Any one of these players that misses any time, that could have a devastating impact, particularly for the 49ers starting to round in the form at 6-5 and five with a playoff run, but also for the Vikings now sitting at 5-6. and six. We'll see how that turns yeah. out, but can't take anything away yesterday from the 49ers. That is a big win for them coupled right behind that big victory that they had over Jacksonville and also the week before that over the Rams. Good win for the Niners. Yeah, San Fran has won three straight. They have covered in three straight games, the last two as favorites. They were a three-point favorite at home yesterday, covering and winning 34-26 against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, Donnie, were perfect entering Sunday when booked as an underdog this year. 5-0 and against the spread, winners of three of those games outright now 5-1 ATS. It will be interesting to see what the updated make playoff odds are for both of these teams with all the injuries, and we will discuss that later in the show with Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc himself, but that will paint a different picture for both of these sides the rest of the way here in the regular season in the NFL and hopefully into the postseason for both of these teams in those wild card spots in the NFC. Also, Donnie, in the NFC, a team competing for one of those wild card spots who have a great path to it based on how easy the schedule looks on paper right now, your Philadelphia Eagles. One of those easy games, it seemed, would be on the road yesterday against the New York Giants, even in MetLife, but the line worked in Philly's favor. A four-point favorite were the Eagles yesterday on the road. They do not cover. The Giants went outright. 13 to 7. Donnie, what was your overall takeaway of Philadelphia's performance yesterday against the Giants? The Eagles are still a young football team with a young coaching staff learning their way around the NFL, and particularly picking up wins when they're now expected, as opposed to, ooh, let's see if we can play good this weekend. You have to beat the New York Giants. You're favored by four points on the road, and this is a Giants team that was banged up coming in. Kadarius Toney sat out. Sterling Shepard sat out. Your offensive line is a sieve, and yet the Eagles couldn't take advantage. And even how poorly the Eagles played, they were still in it right to the end. Jalen Hurts with some devastating turnovers, but even more important here, late in the game with a chance to win driving down the field Boston Scott fumbles your defense holds gets you the ball back you chip it downfield Jalen Hurts throws an absolute dime down the left sideline to Jalen Rager who it hits him in the face mask bad spot to put that there Ben to try to make a catch and then on the final play of the game on fourth down a lobbed ball which should have been such an easy catch for again 
Rager to make at the goal line, slips through his fingertips, and the Eagles take a bad loss. For a team that was looking to get to the playoffs with a win and propel their season, now you're back to huh, same old Eagles as they take on the Jets this weekend. Same place in the Meadowlands. Yeah, Donnie, that was the key for Philadelphia. We talked about the Vikings and the Niners as NFC wildcard hopefuls. The Vikings entered the weekend at minus 110, the sixth best odds to make the postseason. And then you saw the Niners right behind them, even money, plus 100. The Eagles were on the outside looking in, plus 176 to make the postseason. A costly loss yesterday against a divisional foe. For the Philadelphia Eagles. They have rushed for over 175 yards on a five straight weeks. They had 208 rushing yards yesterday. Did Philadelphia. But no matter. They still lose as a four-point favorite on the road. They had won two straight entering yesterday. Three of their last four. Now have some work to do to get back into that postseason discussion. But you mentioned it, Donnie, playing the New York Jets this upcoming weekend. Then after that, the Washington football team, then the Giants again, then the Washington football team before ending the year against the Dallas Cowboys. So still a relatively easy schedule as of right now. The Washington football team and the Eagles tied for the second shortest odds to win the NFC East. At 12 to 1, the Dallas Cowboys, the favorites at minus 750. The Washington football team in action tonight at home on Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. A preview of that game, a look to the week ahead. That's next year on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. The morning after becomes the early after on this Monday morning because alongside Donnie Wrightside, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, I am Ben Stevens. We have been with you here for this opening hour, looking back on week number 12 in the Sunday slate across the National Football League. Well, week number 12 ends tonight in and around the nation's capital is the Washington football team hosts the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, the football team, a slight one-point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the over-under total 46.5. Now, listen, Donnie, I love sports. I love football as much as the next guy. But I can't really get all that hype for tonight's Monday night football game. And the line really hasn't moved at all. I was intrigued to see with three games on Thanksgiving around this holiday weekend and a full Sunday slate in the NFL, what exactly this line would do. Because if people were moving the number, that would be a pretty good indication on where the money was going and where maybe you as a public better should be following along. It hasn't moved really at all, except for a few cents on the money line in Seattle's favor, but Washington, a slight one-point favorite, the over-under total 46 and a hook. Donnie Wrightside, where are you putting your attention into this Monday night football game? Yeah, putting my attention towards the Washington football team, who's actually playing good football. If you just take a look at the last two weeks, beating the world champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, and then going on the road and beating the Carolina Panthers. Now they come home to play Seattle, and most people say, now hold on here, Ben. Why is this line sitting here at one point, you know, flipping back and forth either way? 
It's Russell Wilson versus Taylor Heineke. It's the Seahawks versus the Washington football team. But this isn't the Seattle Seahawks that we've been used to seeing over the past decade or so here with Russell Wilson. Look at the last five games coming into this, Ben. Lost to the Steelers. Lost to the New Orleans. Hey, you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then you lost to Green Bay and lost to Arizona. But the problem is not losing to Arizona and Green Bay and New Orleans and Pittsburgh. It's how you're going about doing that. Let Russ cook and that offense that with Chris Carson typically is the running back, that power smash mouth running game. Russell Wilson creating in the backfield, throwing deep to DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett seemingly wide open every single play. Look at the passing performances, which again, some of these games, Ben, don't include Russell Wilson and have a backup in Geno Smith. 165, this is the last five games, 165 passing, 129 passing, 160 passing, 133, and 180? This isn't the Seattle Seahawks that I remember here, and I can't back them tonight. Give me the Washington football team in this game to pull off the victory at home in D.C. I mean, Donnie, you're not wrong. Look at what the football team has done the past two weeks. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers outright as a nine and a half point underdog at home. And then an impressive performance against Cam Newton and the Panthers when Cam was returning home and all the celebration that went into that in Charlotte, North Carolina, the football team prevailed on the road in a tight game. There's a reason the football team is now 12-1 to to win the NFC East, not because they have a good shot of knocking off the Cowboys and claiming a divisional title, but because they are trending in a positive direction in the football they are playing right now. The Washington football team has won two straight games outright. Both of those games as an underdog, however, as a favorite this year, Donnie, just one and two against the number. Meanwhile, Seattle has been booked as an underdog five times this year. And the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, seven starts, two and five against the spread. But Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team playing better football. Terry McLaurin has been a huge factor in that passing game. They should get Curtis Samuel back tonight. Logan Thomas at the tight end position. More weapons offensively for Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. Donnie, I also focus on the total at 46 and a half because the Seattle Seahawks have the highest under percentage in all of the NFL. The Seahawks have only played one singular over all year long. That one over back week number two in overtime against the Tennessee Titans. Other than that, every game under or a push, 89% of Seattle's games this year hitting the under of a total. So seeing 46 and a half for a team that has looked stale and stagnant offensively the last couple of weeks, maybe that's an indication with a short spread and a relatively smaller total for a team in Seattle that does not put up a ton of overs in terms of the ugly nature of a football game we might see on a Monday. No, you're certainly right, too, because, again, sometimes you have to take out. Like, remember when Kansas City was struggling, Ben? Like, boy, what's wrong with them? But you still want to take their over and bet them each and every week. It seems like we're still doing that to somewhat to a degree with the Seattle Seahawks. They played 10 games. They've won three. Where's the explosive play? How many times did we watch in the past? Russell Wilson buying extra time and launching deep down the field to DK Metcalf, who makes big-time absolute plays. It's astounding to watch it play out, but this is what it is. You can't take out and say, hey, look, you know what? Remember how good they were two years ago, one year ago, or previous games? You have to bet in the here and now. And Seattle hasn't been playing good football. So to bet them just to turn it on here, I'm not so sure they can do that tonight, Ben. We'll certainly find out tonight. But my money's going to go on the Washington football team. And I don't like the Washington football team, Ben, all that much. I just think they're the better team in this spot tonight. And I don't disagree with you, Donnie. Speaking of Washington in regards to that total, they went over a total of 43 last week against the Carolina Panthers. But in the four weeks previous to that, all unders for Washington. Focus on that total of 46 and a hook, at least based on the trends, to see how this game might play out tonight. And Donnie mentioned it. 
Russell Wilson, the last couple of weeks since returning from that finger surgery, hasn't looked all that smooth, and yet his total is 244.5 for his passing yards prop tonight on the FanDuel Sportsbook, getting updated a little bit overnight. I saw it at 241 and a hook late last evening here on the West Coast. Taylor Heineke at 240.5 there. It's now been steamed up by two yards as well, Donnie. 242 and a half. When I look at Russell Wilson, he has not gone over this number of 244 and a half in the last two games prior or since returning from that injury, but he did go over that number in the first three games. But even in the middle portion of that slate, not the most prolific offensive numbers for Russell Wilson. Can he turn that around tonight on the road in Washington? I have my hesitation for how that might look, Donnie, especially again, given how short the spread is and looking at that total of 46 and a hook. Yeah, and I agree with you here. If you take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook also, two nice odds boosts tonight on opposite ends. So if you like the Seattle Seahawks, you can get some action here. If you like the Washington football team, you can get some action, particularly Seattle to win in a DK Metcalf anytime touchdown score tonight. That's a plus 300. And then if you're taking a look from a Washington perspective, which I actually like, Terry McLaurin, how about this, Ben, to go over 65 and a half yards, and Taylor Heineke over 240 yards passing. That pays out at a plus 230. If we're taking a look at just individual props, I love Scary Terry at wide receiver. How about an anytime touchdown tonight, Ben, at a plus 145 price? And then also, if you like some of those game specials, whether it's, you know, a rushing touchdown, uh, and a passing touchdown per team in each half. Those are fun to watch. But one tonight that's interesting, Collins and Gibson, two starting running backs, paired up with DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. This is a plus 200 bet where you get four guys to combine for three touchdowns. So if DK Metcalf mm. scores three touchdowns, you cash it in. If every one of them scores a touchdown, you cash in. So some fun bets to watch tonight. If we're looking for points, hopefully it's what we cheer on. Maybe you'll get some and can cash in some of these wagers. And Donnie, you just saw, the, saw those highlights of Terry McLaurin finding the end zone. He has been Taylor Heineke's favorite yeah. target all year long. Heineke, 242 and a hook right now for his passing yards prop. Under last week against Carolina, only 206 yards passing. But over in three straight weeks prior to that, he is averaging more than 266 passing yards per game. If you're looking for an over in the passing yards prop market, maybe it's Taylor Heineke and not Russell Wilson tonight. Also, Scary Terry, like you mentioned, 65 and a half for that receiving yards prop. He has only gone over three times this year for Washington, but every game he did, 100 or more receiving yards. So maybe an alternate receiving yards market for Terry McLaurin tonight or finding the end zone, like Donnie mentioned right there. Donnie always has an eye for that plus money and some specials yeah. that you might not otherwise look at on the FanDuel Sportsbook. He and Kevin do a wonderful job of that on the early line each and every weekday to provide you that plus money and give you the winning edge at all possible times. What also Donnie and Kevin do very well looking at the week ahead and setting things up from a standpoint outside of the National Football League because there's also action in the association. And Kevin Walsh loves to talk about the NBA more than most people I know. So by osmosis, Donnie Wrightside needs to be on his P's and Q's when it comes to the NBA as well. And a great matchup, Donnie, tonight in Miami, in South Beach, the Miami Heat, one of the hottest teams in the NBA Take it on the Denver Nuggets, who are very cold right now. The Nuggets have lost six straight games. They have played without Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, for a good duration of it. That's why you see that spread with the Heat favored by 7.5, the over-under total, 207 in a hook. Donnie, not only have the Denver Nuggets not won in six straight games, they have also not covered in six straight games. Five of those six games as an underdog. Can they buck that trend tonight on the road, getting 7.5 points against Miami? 
I think they can buck the trend because why? You're probably going to be getting back Nikola Jokic into the starting lineup. Now, obviously, Porter Jr. not going to play probably for the rest of the year. This this team is really struggling, but it should be a nice boon to get your all-star, you know, MVP caliber player back. But also when you take with the Miami Heat, what's not to like about this team? I mean, <laughs> sensational up and down the lineup. They play dirty. They can hit threes. They have one of the best players off of the bench in Tyler Hero, and they are at home. So usually some of these teams like the Denver Nuggets come to town. What do you like to do, Ben? Go out for a night on the town. Relax. It's nice weather here. Well, you still got to play a basketball game on top of that. But I got to tell you, if you're going to give me the seven and a half points and Jokic is in the lineup, I'm going to lean towards Denver Nuggets tonight here, Ben. Yeah, that would be a huge change for the Denver Nuggets. 13 and seven against the number are the Miami Heat so far this year, Donnie. Only six teams in the entire NBA, six out of 30 in the association, have played a majority of their games to the over so far this year, the Miami Heat have the second highest over percentage in the NBA, 12 of their 20 games so far, hitting the over. Also look out for that when you see a smaller total of 207.5, one of the largest totals of the entire slate right now currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook in the United Center in Chicago tonight. The Charlotte Hornets and the Chicago Bulls, an over-under total of 225 at last check on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Bulls, a home favorite once again tonight. Donnie, both of these teams, a winning record so far in the Eastern Conference to start out this year. Both of these teams, a winning record against the number. The Hornets, 12-10 and 10 ATS. The Bulls, 13-7 and 7 against the spread as it stands right now. A five-and-a-half-point favorite at home tonight against Charlotte. I'm expecting points, even with a lofty total of 225, 225 and a hook. I might be looking to an over on this Monday. As LeVar Ball would say, between Lonzo Ball and LaMelo Ball, my boys ain't mm. never lost. Well, somebody's going to have to take a loss in this game since they're going head-to-head, and maybe you might want to take it a three-point prop here because Lonzo's been terrific coming into the NBA. Hey, look at that shooting motion. It's terrible. He's turned into a pretty good three-point shooter, and LaMelo obviously has been known to chuck it early in his career. Should be a fun game to watch, which is why it is listed at 225.5. I'm going to go over the total. I'll play into some offense tonight here, Ben. I completely agree, Donnie. Like I mentioned, only six teams in the NBA with an over percentage at 50% or higher, a majority of their games. That includes the Charlotte Hornets, 12 of their 22, 12 games over, 10 games under, a majority over for the Charlotte Hornets. The Bulls falling under in a majority of their games, but still should be some offense tonight. Also, a quick correction on my part. I said the Bulls were 13-7 and against the spray or 13-8 and against the number so far this year. But both of these teams right there in the four, five, six spots as it stands in the Eastern Conference. We're getting to that point of the year, Donnie Wright side. By the time we get to Christmas time, a little bit of the focus shifts more to the NBA and both of these teams, the Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets, to keep an eye on as we move deeper and deeper into this NBA regular season. Coming up on the other side of the break, before we say goodbye to Donnie Wright side on this Monday morning, we get his thoughts On your thoughts, it's time to fade the public out of the teams in the AFC. A very difficult conference to figure out this year in the NFL. Which one of the divisional leaders right now has the best chance to be the number one overall seed in the playoffs? We hear from you up next here on the morning after Sirius XM Channel 159. Stay with us on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Rounding out hour number one of the morning after here on this Monday morning on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. I have been joined by Donnie Wrightside for the entire first hour of the morning after on this Monday. So before Donnie goes goodbye, we have to get his thoughts on your thoughts. It is time to fade the public. So, Donnie, as we have discussed, the hottest team in all of football right now, the New England Patriots, have won six straight games. So, the New England Patriots are actually the divisional leader right now in the AFC East. In the AFC South, it's the Tennessee Titans. In the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. And in the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, we asked the public today, Donnie, of the four divisional leaders currently across the AFC Conference, who has the best chance to be the number one overall seed in the AFC playoff picture. There is a market to bet this on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and the public going with a very public answer. What have you done for me recently? Nearly 43% of you at SportsGrid TV on Twitter in this ongoing and active poll say the New England Patriots, Donnie, have the best chance to be the number one overall seed. The Patriots might not even be the winners of the AFC East when all is said and done, but the public loving them some pats right now. I mean, I don't know if Kevin Walsh made this topic up and left the Buffalo Bills out because he doesn't like the Buffalo Bills. So I think the Buffalo Bills should actually win this. But I'll fade the public. I don't think it's going to be the Patriots. The best chance on here, I actually think, would be the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yes, Kevin Walsh, thank you for this poll here. And, yes, the Buffalo Bills are still a good football team. Yeah, Donnie, I agree with you. And right now, where the Bills stand, a half game behind the New England Patriots in the AFC East, but they play each other this weekend. The Bills, still the favorites in the AFC East division market on the FanDuel Sportsbook, minus 130. Donnie right side, Donnie Seymour, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time, right here on the grid. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday, Donnie. Enjoyed my time here. Thanks again, Ben. We always love having you, Donnie Wrightside, the second hour of the morning after. Up next.